We're going through the book of Romans. Romans is considered perhaps the most uh, full statement of the doctrine of the Christian faith. And um, we really felt this is what we wanted to do this year, is just to go through systematically through that. So we're partway through the book of Romans. We're up to chapter 3. Um, verses 22 to 30 today. We're going to read that. <clears throat> so it says this. There's no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. Where then is boasting? It is excluded because of what law? The law that requires works. No, because of the law that requires faith. For we maintain that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Or is God the God of the Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles too? Yes, of Gentiles too, since there is only one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through that same faith. So there's a word there that's repeated. Uh, and in fact, not only uh, the, this word, it's in the original, it's also translated as uh, righteousness in English, but it's the same word in the original language. And that word is justification. Justification and justify uh, four times and if you include righteousness that's six times in our passage and so today we're all about the word justification justification and justification it's a legal term people are deemed to be justified before God in fact the opposite of justification is condemnation and so this morning, we're all about, <clears throat> excuse me, justification. People being made acceptable to God, being declared righteous in God's sight. And so this morning, I want to talk about four parts of justification, four things about justification. And number one, justification is necessary. Justification is necessary. Our justification is necessary. Why? Why? To fix two relationships. And the first one is vertical. All have sinned. Verse 23. Got that? All of us have sinned. All of us, all humanity has sinned. Whatever nation you originate from, all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. All have sinned. <clears throat> you know, if, you, if we're jumping over a, a chasm and you jump over, 
and you miss by one meter or you miss by five meters and it's 50 meters deep it doesn't actually matter how much you miss by you've missed and you fall to your death or to put it another way if you're right down in a Welsh coal mine Stefan or you're up on the Himalayas and you're trying to reach the stars you both miss all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and so justification is needed it's needed we have not attained to the glory of God and secondly justification is needed on the horizontal level it's necessary to fix horizontal relationships at the start of our passage right at the start uh, 22b and verse 30 it speaks of the Jewish Gentile division this was the most massive division in Paul's day between Jews and Gentiles the circumcised and the uncircumcised there are other divisions as well there was the rich and the poor male and female slaves and free and other divisions but God justifies he makes righteous both groups in the same way both groups Jews and Gentiles rich and poor slaves and free this social class or that social class New Zealand born or overseas born we're all justified but in the same way through the death of Jesus and so justification of God makes a way for that that horizontal reconciliation interracial unity but not just races tribes intertribal unity and not just tribes sub-tribes and not just sub-tribes clans and not just clans families in New Zealand here in the 1820s we had terrible civil wars between tribes and um, the ones that were doing the best were the ones that had the guns the muskets and so the ones that had the most muskets were the northern tribes because that was where the most amount of Europeans were who were supplying the northern tribes and, and other tribes so there was these terrible wars in New Zealand called the Musket Wars in the 1820s uh, for, for roughly a decade. And historians argue whether it was because of war weariness um, that there was a great turning to the gospel or, the other, or vice versa, there was a great turning to the gospel and that did away with the wars. But what, whatever it was or a combination from the 1830s on, there was this, this incredible uh, Christian revival through New Zealand amongst the different tribes. And what was happening is, as the northern tribes came to faith, they would release their slaves, and the slaves would come back to different parts of New Zealand, and they would preach the gospel. And then people stopped fighting each other. And uh, revival broke out. And there was incredible prosperity for about two decades after that, up to the, about the 1860s where there were the, uh, the land wars.
So it's an amazing thing that the gospel often brings is a reconciliation between people. Hallelujah. And Ephesians 2.14 says this, He himself is our peace who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. That means pulled down. The petition. That has separated. He himself is our peace. Who has made the two groups one. Has destroyed the barrier. The dividing wall of hostility. Amen. So justification through Christ. Uh, death on the cross provides a means of the both the vertical and the horizontal reconciliation. Isn't that good? Justification is necessary. That's the first thing. The second thing, justification is free. Verse 24. Due to the grace of God, there's this unmerited generosity. We don't deserve it. It is due to God's initiative, not ours. Justification, righteousness comes freely from God. We don't deserve it. We can't earn it. We can't work for it. And we cannot boast about it. Verse 27, which was a particularly Jewish problem at the time. Boasting. The Jews were boasting about their special relationship with God. But in reality, it is God coming to the rescue. God stooping down to us, which means we cannot boast in us. We can't do boasting of us. We can only do praising of him. Our justification is necessary and it's free. And, and thirdly, and this almost sounds like a contradiction, it's free, but it's costly. Our justification is free, but it's costly. In fact, it's more than that, it's bloody. Verse 24 and 25. Um, not just pardoned, we're not just being pardoned, but we've been redeemed is the word. And the picture that that word comes from is the idea of slavery, an institution which was very big in that time and place. Slavery and slaves were bought, their freedom was bought either by their money or someone else's money, and it was redemption that their slavery, their, their slavery days were over, they were redeemed. Money was paid, and that achieved their freedom. And so, this word redemption is used in this passage, and it says, By the blood of Jesus, we have been redeemed. And so our justification is free, but it's not cheap. It's free, but it's not cheap. It was very, very expensive. Paid by the blood of Jesus. And uh, not first time blood has been used for redemption. Exodus 12. Exodus 12, just before the Jews came out of Egypt, there's all the plagues. And then there was the last one, the plague of death, that fell upon the firstborn of all of Egypt. Except if a lamb was slaughtered and blood was painted 
on the posts, the uprights and the crossbeam. And when the angel of death came through the land, and if he saw the blood on the posts, uh, no one was killed in that house. Exodus 24. Moses renews the covenant with the desert pilgrims and he sacrifices a bull and he sprinkles half of the blood on the altar. But with the other half, he puts it in bowls and he sprinkles it on the people. I was reading this with one of our kids and he says, Oh, that's yuck. <laughs> it is yuck because justification is costly. Blood is costly. And, and the blood of Jesus has been sprinkled on us, his people, as costly. You know, even, even uh, just before the cross, it says that Jesus sweated blood. It's actually a, it's a real medical condition, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, called hematohydrosis. Woo! <laughs> uh, sweating. Sweating of blood due to extreme stress. Jesus did that just before he died. And he dripped blood from his hands, from his head, uh, from his feet. And it dripped on the crossbar of the cross. The down part of the cross and the cross and the cross beam of the cross. Dripped blood. And it was costly. He paid for our sins. Acts 20 verse 28, Acts chapter 20 verse 28, Paul reminds the elders of Ephesus, <clears throat> he says this, Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he brought, sorry, which he bought with his own blood. Be shepherds of the flock, which the Holy Spirit has made you overseas. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he has bought with his own blood. Occasionally I'll get people to say, um, uh, the church of God is not that important. Yeah, nah. Actually, it is important. It's a costly entity paid for by the blood of Jesus. Our justification before God is necessary, it's free, it's costly, and lastly, it is by faith. Verse 28, we are justified by faith, justified by faith in the saving power of the blood sacrifice of Jesus. You know, this, this thinking, this thing, this justified by faith, this was the light bulb moment of the reformers 500 years ago that it's by faith that we come to God nothing else by faith in what God has done for us faith alone was the catch cry of Martin Luther and the reformers God does not respond to what we do we respond to what he does it's not a combination of God's salvation and our salvation. It's not a combination of mercy and merit. We can only ever be justified by faith. Faith alone. 
I'm going to finish with this. It's one of my favorite stories in the Old Testament. <clears throat> First book of Samuel, I think it's the ninth book of the Bible. And while David and his men were out, they come back to their town they were living in. I think it's called Ziglag. And uh, come back with 600 men. And they find while he's been out, the town has been uh, burnt to the ground. All the wives, the kids, the plunder, the stock has been taken. And they weep and they grieve. And then David inquires of the Lord and the Lord says, pursue them. And he does. They, they pursue them with 600 men, but a third of them, 200, get tired. And so David leaves the 200 tired ones there. And with the 400 that still have enough energy to go on, they carry on and they overtake him and they're victorious. They get back all the wives, all the, kid, uh, all the kids, all the livestock, all the plunder. They come back and in the ravine they come back and there the, the 200 tired ones are, exhausted. And some of the 400 that, uh, that, uh, that do the mahi, that do the fighting, that are victorious in the the full 24 hours of battle, they say, these guys did nothing. They should get nothing. Let's give them back their wives and their kids, but nothing else. And David says, no, no way. Victory has come from the Lord. It's the grace of God that has given us this victory. Today, we will share everything. Because it's from the Lord. The victory is from the Lord. His mercy, the mercy has come from God. The strength that we had to pursue um, our enemies has come from the Lord. We're going to share everything. You see, because uh, grace calls out for a response of grace. When God pours grace upon us, that calls out for us to respond with grace, distribute grace. That's the most natural response. And I want to tell you today, everyone today here in Wanu Beach Church gets pancakes. <laughs> Some other form of carbohydrates, uh, buns or whatever it is. You know, whether you brought food or didn't bring food, whether you came early or came late, whether you're uh, regular or irregular, whether you're a tither or a non-tither, everyone will get carbohydrates today. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> because we're very, we're very grateful to God. He's been so good to us. He's been so good to us. We've received such mercy from God, and we will give out mercy to everyone we can. Amen. This justification was so needed, vertically, horizontally. It was free. It's costly and bloody. And we're so grateful to it, and it's totally by faith. Let's pray. Thank you, God. Thank you for your mercy to us. We're so grateful for that. And um, Lord, we continue to ask to be aware of that. That we can't earn it. We can't earn it. We're not good enough. We can't jump high enough. 
and the great sacrifice. We're so grateful for that. And help that to motivate us in our daily lives, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.